So hello, everyone. This is Otessa, and you are listening to Conversations with Hysterical Women. That's Women with an X, the Hysterical Women podcast, where you are all welcome here, friends, allies, everywhere across the rainbow, across the binary. I'm just really glad to have you be here. And this is meant to be a safe space to explore all of the weird things that life throws at us and all of the different ways in which we can be twisted and torn asunder, but also all the different ways that we can come back together. So thank you for listening, and I'm glad that you're here and going to be cheesy, but comment, like, subscribe. And I think the fact that so many people are feeling stymied. Yeah. um, And lonely. Yeah. And unable to... This is, in many ways, whether whatever your choice is, whether you want to be... Whether you choose to be alone or whether you would like to date or whether you want to be polyamorous or anything above, all of that is, in many ways, your life story. Yeah. And the fact that so many people feel stymied or frustrated yeah. despite the fact that we're quote unquote the most connected ever yeah and that is really interesting but i think the fact that you're there saying okay we have this problem right yeah like the most important story in your life has become and an it's issue. all about it's all about stories people have about themselves too and me helping them rewrite those stories for themselves yeah. or redefine those stories so if the story is I suck at dating. I'm always alone. I never X, Y, Z. I have terrible luck, luck and love. Um, we can actually like go back and look at, okay, what are the actual events that happened? Yeah. How are you totally extrapolating this and only looking at certain pieces of evidence? Like how can we rewrite that story so that you don't continue that story for yourself? Because there are all these unhelpful stories we all have about ourselves. Right, right. Yeah. So So that's really what coaching is. It's it's helping people rewrite their stories and get out of their stories too because we have these stories in our heads that are inaccurate. Yeah. Or maybe, you know, maybe they're based on some accuracy, but we're just perpetuating it by attaching ourselves to this narrative about ourselves. Yeah. 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 So yeah, so basically, like, if this were a show, yeah, which I mean, in many ways, it is, yeah. right. And that's another thing. And I know that people don't like this mm-hmm. when it's like, oh, we're all brands, but I'm like, oh, but we actually are. Like, you just totally. have you have to accept it. Like, we yeah. are all brands, and I know it sucks, but it happened. Mm-hmm. It happened. And it already it, happened. And yeah. you can't if you don't accept it, then someone else will like co-opt your brand, right? If you're not in charge of it. So yeah. like, it's in my mind, I'm like, you are in the writer's room for everyone's most important life story. Yeah, absolutely. And that's dope. Yeah. And you yeah. do it digitally, but then you also do it in real life. Mm-hmm. And, and kind that's, of the intersection, the interplay of digital and yes. real life. Yeah. And I think that's something that we had talked about that I was like really concerned about is I yeah. feel like people have forgotten, for example, why I got on Facebook. I got on Facebook to reconnect with friends that with whom I'd lost in touch. The idea yeah. being that we would become friends IRL again. Right. And now it's like people just get online mm-hmm. and they've forgotten that there was something after that. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, I just get online and that's it. And yeah. that to me is the problem. Like, okay, no, you get online to build those IRL and then you got to get off. Right. And I know that that's it's scary, yeah. but like it is a tool mm-hmm. to connect in real life and yeah. if you view this as just the end game then no wonder you feel stymied and lonely and all of the Absolutely, above yeah and something that terrifies me is i have i mean i've seen this as like kind of a trend but also like i have there's one person in particular i was thinking about where um and and not just one person but it relates to something that i feel like i'm seeing as a trend and you can probably speak to this with mm-hmm. much more experience and grace but um her experience of her friendships and her relationships um, she views what happens online. Okay. Yeah. 
Is MI better? <laughs> is this better? Okay. So actually what I'm gonna do is I'm probably just gonna just twist like yeah. this. Is this how's, better? How's the angle for me? Um you're good. Okay. Um, Tessa, your um keys come down just a little bit. Okay. okay, that's good. Okay. Um can I nice relance Okay. <laughs> is that yeah. better? Okay, yeah, you okay. Both are perfect. Okay, okay, awesome. Great. We figured it out. Um, so yeah, so a weird trend that I feel like that I've seen uh, with a friend, but also not just like a friend, but uh, as like something. And I would like your thoughts on this because you have more experience and can speak with about this with more grace. But um, it seems as though her view of friendships and mm -hmm. relationships, whether romantic or storgic or whatever, mm -hmm. she the online component to her is more real than yeah. what happens in real life. You know, who have you unfriended if she wants you to unfriend someone, even if you've totally forgotten about the person altogether. Cause like yeah. there are people on my Facebook that I'm like, I don't even know who this person is. Like how did that? Yeah. Like, right. Or there, there are people from kind of past lives who you would never think about anymore, but you, they occupy space in your mind because you see them all the time. Yeah. Yeah. But this idea that what people are doing online is more important than the way that they show up for you IRL mm. is disturbing yeah. to me because yeah. I'm like, wait a second. Like if someone, if you are in, if you feel like you're in danger yeah, and the people who, when you're like, I'm crying on the bathroom floor and I'm scared and there's yeah. a man here that, you know, and the friends who are like, we're on our way. Yeah, right. Right. When those things mean less yeah. than who has remembered to unfriend whom right. they might not even think about when that online reality has, starts to have so much more weight yeah. in people's minds than like the ways that we show up for each other in person. Right. I'm it's scared. like, are you liking all of my pictures? Yeah. Versus, yeah. 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 It's definitely terrifying. I think it's also with online relationships, you can just project whatever you want onto yeah. those relationships yep. or kind of, it exists in a fantasy really yeah um because you're like oh this is x type of friendship when in reality it's not yeah or x kind of relationship or a lot of people too dating wise will like meet someone online and have like a full-blown weeks correspondence with them but never have met in person and it's like i always recommend meeting up in real life yeah asap because our brains <laughs> love to have a picnic projecting whatever we want yeah. onto this person and then like inevitably they're not exactly who you thought they were online yeah for whatever reason maybe maybe you connect better than you thought you would maybe you there you don't at all but it's all a fantasy until yeah. you meet in real life so i realized that the work that you do is yeah. more with and bless you for doing it because <laughs> um, it's amazing that you are reaching out with an open mind and with compassion to largely cishet men yeah and helping them to navigate dating yeah but from anyone's sort of standpoint mm -hmm. what are things that you would recommend or what are pitfalls that you see happening what are ways that people self-sabotage yeah because um, like if it is the most important story in some ways mm-hmm 
And that I take that back. Obviously, I think that especially with women, there's a lot of focus about like your love life as the most important story. And oh, it's absolutely. like, what especially about like for women, all of the other accomplishments that, you know, right. It's like, but do you have a boyfriend? Yeah. Yeah. So I would love to see, you know, more, but that comes into like other things that we can do. But yeah. when it, when it does come to this is still an important storyline that yeah. might be misrepresented or handled in an acculturated and toxic manner Mm -hmm. and then thrown back at us. But Mm -hmm. still it is something that is an important life story. Yeah. What like pitfalls, what things do you see that you're kind of like, Ooh, here, here's, I don't know. Here are like three things that I see that I would recommend thinking about. Yeah. I think that for both men and women, the, it's really unhelpful how in our society we view relationship as a status symbol mm-hmm. and we view being in a relationship as a checkbox of success, which is super unhelpful because we're not really giving much thought or care. It's like, okay, are you in a relationship or are you not? But mm-hmm. what's the actual quality of that relationship? Yep. And also, I think I see a lot of people self-sabotaging mm-hmm. or if they feel they're really connecting with someone, but that person doesn't entirely line up with what they expected or exactly the type of it contributes exactly the type of capital or kind of status they might want, then they'll not let themselves actually feel what they're feeling. Hmm. And I think that applies to everyone. It, like we're very concerned with optics, the optics of a relationship, yeah. which makes sense in like an Instagram era. Yeah. Too. yeah. It's like, okay, how does this look? Is this a good look? Is this relationship a good look for me versus, okay, how does this person actually make me feel? It's like really none of anyone else's business. Yeah. So I see that as a trend right now. And I I really also feel passionately that we need to rewrite that story about a relationship being being in a relationship as a superior state of being to being single. Yeah. Because really what that does is it encourages people to be in a relationship we do a lot of single shaming in our culture, yeah. especially towards women as they get older. Yeah. Um, men too, because it's a part of the kind of pie of success. It's yeah. Like hot, it is. It's on their checklist. It's on yeah. the checklist. Absolutely. So really I feel passionately about in my coaching, what I'm helping people, I'm empowering people with a skill set, build a skill set around how they're navigating romantic relationships and meeting people, et cetera. Part of that skill set is discernment and being able to discern when a relationship isn't working for them anymore or when they should walk away from something. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a really scary thing for a lot of people to do because the fear of being single. Yeah. Because it's such a, oh my God, relief to get into a relationship and like all these aunts can stop asking me at Thanksgiving if I found a girlfriend, if I, (laughs) yeah, if I found someone I think it's super unhelpful. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, those, that's kind of like a roundabout response to your question. So if I, if I may, so yeah. it sounds like, okay, because we talk about relationships, mm-hmm. right? And the, the storytelling that comes with relationships. Yeah. But I think that we often forget that like, your relationship with yourself is a relationship. Oh, a thousand and it's like percent. That's the, the primary relationship. Yeah, yeah. You so. can't <laughs> like go into a relationship with someone else until yeah. you fix like your relationship with yourself. Exactly. Exactly. Also, I think that. I, I completely agree with that. And to that point, I see a lot of people thinking that they need to be completely perfect with themselves before they can get into a relationship or like then they'll be deserving of a relationship. And we forget that 
relationships are super fertile playgrounds to deal with your own shit and get to know yourself. Yeah. And like, it's kind of a vehicle. So that both is true because you can show up better in a relationship when you have a strong relationship with yourself. Okay. And I think that relationships with other people are also a potential vehicle to figure your shit out too. Yeah. Yeah. So let's say asking for a friend <laughs> is that obviously me. Let's yeah. say that you have like yeah. your own stuff and yeah. you're like, I'm not going to be dating until I figured out my own stuff. Yeah. Because that's important. And yeah. I don't want to bring my, you don't want to bring issues. your shit and exactly. dump it on someone else's plate. Yeah. yeah. Um, a thousand percent. And I have that stuff to deal with. Yeah. And let me do that first. And mm -hmm. until I've done that, yeah. there will be no dating. Yeah. But um, simultaneously, what you just said about like your relationships with other people are mm -hmm. good ways of also working out your things. Yeah. So, I mean, whether that's through therapy or whether that's through like really formative, positive friendships. Yeah. I think that's like the route that I've been going. Yeah. In terms of dating, mm -hmm. how do you recommend like if you know, for example, I have terrible boundary issues. Yeah. Because of having my boundaries being stepped on and squashed on for so long that, yeah. you know, it isn't until someone's hitting me that I'm like, oh, I should leave. Right. You know, yeah. like, yeah. and so I was like, okay, got to work on my boundary issues. Mm -hmm. Like maybe shouldn't get into a relationship because if I'm like, oh, I don't realize that it's bad. And don't get me wrong. Sometimes yeah. I get it. I don't, I don't date that frequently. Yeah. And, you know, most of the time I've gotten it really right. Yeah. But when I get it wrong, I get it really wrong. Yeah. And it's made me very skittish. And yeah. so I'm like, I got to I got to do my self work. I got to do right. my self work. Yeah. But if you were then mm -hmm. to view this as like, you can also go out there and mm -hmm. this is a playground and an A-B testing yeah. of like how to work on your stuff alone. But also you got to work on your stuff with other people in a way that doesn't harm them or you. Right. So how do you do that? Yeah, I mean, I think both options are viable. I don't think there's a right or wrong way to do that in terms of, okay, I know I have these things to work out, these kinks to work out personally around boundaries. I think just being really upfront about that. If you're going to go date, mm -hmm. just being really upfront about that, saying like, okay, I have a little bit of a history here with not setting clear boundaries. So I want to let you know that I'm going to be practicing setting boundaries I'm going to be letting you know my needs so that you can a meet them yeah and b decide if that's something you're on board with yeah too so yeah I don't think one way is superior to the other I think and I'll, I'll recommend to clients too sometimes it's like hey you're you're burnt out you need to take some R&R &R and like yeah let's work on your relationship with yourself it's not helpful for you to be dating right now and other times it's like, okay, I can see that what you need, you've done all this reflection work and what you need is to start putting that into practice yeah. in, in little ways. And it doesn't have to be like launching into a relationship, but just like getting out there.